This is the Perfectly Normal Podcast, and we're broadcasting from the NNP Satellite Studios in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today, Rider or Die. What does it mean for an entertainer to have a list of requests, and what happens when those requests aren't met? People die. They don't, but let's find out what actually happens. sinister people die indeed yes <laughs> it's like the movie trailer guy in a world <laughs> people will die this summer 2020 oh my I god can think... we make a movie called two magicians and we both just talk like this it's just, it's just it's just us trying to imitate batman for 90 minutes is this your card <laughs> where were the other cards going <laughs> So, uh, Ben, I guess yeah. the easiest way to start off is for, for many of our listeners out there, they might not know what a rider is. So what mm. is a rider? Well, another word for rider is equestrian, and it's really just someone who owns <laughs> and rides horses. So, uh, it's going to be that kind of um, episode. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a rider is basically just... Uh, a list, or, you know, uh, I, I can't think of another word besides list, but um, a certain set of, of guidelines or requests that an entertainer has um, of the uh, engager um, to make their show, the entertainer's show, um, feasible or, or more comfortable or doable. Yeah. Um, these are things like, I mean, you hear about big entertainers having, you know, um, a bowl of M&M's, no brown ones, or um, 25 Fiji waters and 17 Cokes. Like those those are things you'd find in a, a large rider. Yeah, and to be Ours honest... are far different. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, and that's exactly it. Basically, it's a set of conditions, right? It's it's something mm-hmm. that... Con- there we go. Thank you. Set yeah. of conditions. <laughs> and, and to be honest, like, it's... It, I'm, but I'm glad you touched on the M&M thing, because that is one of my favorite stories. Uh, mm-hmm. from from the entertainment. It was Van Halen, I think. Yeah, yes. Uh, so they kind of became infamous for this, and 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 it's become kind of the, the example of the prima donna celebrity thing. So for mm-hmm. those who aren't familiar, uh, Van Halen, when they were touring their, their, their ginormous rock show around the country... <laughs> They would send a rider ahead of them mm-hmm. uh, to whatever the, to whatever venue they were they were playing at, and that rider would say, "Here's all of our set of conditions." And in that rider, they had uh, in the middle of the rider, they had a stipulation that said, "In the green room, in the dressing room, wherever they were supposed to hang out prior to and after the show, they wanted uh, a, a bag of M and M's separated mm-hmm. by color, or some mm-hmm. variants of the story say all the brown ones removed, or yeah. whatever." And it kind of became this prima donna thing. Like it was like, oh, these rock stars—they're so—they're so high on themselves. They get to have all these, you know, ooh la la. And the reason mm-hmm. why it was actually there was because when they were touring their their show, yes, it was a, a concert, but they had um, like lighting rigs and electrical uh, equipment and fireworks and yeah, uh, you know, all kinds of highly technical things. Uh, that had to be put together and set up in a very specific way, not only to produce the show, but to keep them safe. 
Yeah. And if they walked into a dressing room and they didn't see those M&Ms separated by color, they knew right away that the the venue or the producer hadn't read through the rider and they mm-hmm. didn't meet the stipulation. So if they forgot the M&Ms, which in the grand scheme of things is a simple request, mm-hmm. if they left out those color-separated M&Ms, what else did they miss? Yeah. And by that extension, now the performers are put in jeopardy. So yes. like yeah, what it's a good it's a good quick test for them to go M&Ms are separated, things are probably good or you know, M&Ms aren't separated, we need to do some checking. Exactly. Which and it's a good it, quick test. It was super smart, right? Because instead of mm-hmm. uh there's there's a there's a an episode of Mythbusters from year I can't remember what episode it was. Uh but it, there was a clip of Adam Savage talking about how when it comes to things like safety lines and uh you know parachutes or like other safety <laughs> gear you're the one who checks it because a you're going to trust your work more than anybody else yes. and and b because it's your life on the line you're going to take it mm-hmm. much more seriously so yeah you know from a from a performer standpoint i can see them walking in and saying okay you, know, you have two options one is you have something like the m&m test in there to say hey mm-hmm. Everything's good to go. They read through it. They followed it to a T. We're good. Or the other option is you don't put something like that in there and you say, great, we're here. Now we have to spend the next two hours checking everything for ourselves anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, what a great what a great shortcut, you know, yeah. that that ensures that. And I love that story. It's so smart. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's essentially what a rider is in a yeah. way. It's a way to check and make sure that everything is good. Yes. Uh, now you and I both have riders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're the same, or very similar. They, yeah, I imagine they're they're the same. I th- I've added a couple of things, and I'm sure you've added a couple of things that are more personal. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess the question is uh, to kind of give an idea of of what we have on our riders. What are some of your conditions that you have? Um, well, I guess, well, we should have opened this up. I should have opened up my, our actual. <laughs> I have, but, um, I have mine if you want to go first. <laughs> or if you want, if you want me to go first. Well, I don't think we both need to say, cause like you said, they're, they're basically the same, but, um, I'll give a, a, a an overview of some of the things that we, mm-hmm. we request. Um, one is, is sufficient lighting. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll say also our riders aren't, <laughs> I don't request any, well, I, I do request meals and and beverages but we don't request you know these elaborate things like i don't need lilies in my <laughs> my dressing room you know Why like they're just simple things i don't know some people well like um jennifer lopez gets all white flowers like she gets all these lilies everything in the room has to be white and soft color or cream so lilies are a requested flower hmm. um but we, we request sufficient lighting. So we want people to be able to see the show. And that can be either theater lighting or the lights in the venue on to their fullest capacity. Yeah. Um, we request um, a certain amount of space in between the state, the performance area and the seating, the starting of the seating. And that's so we can move around and people can get around and there's not, you know, <laughs> going to be wall-to-wall people. Um, we request a performance space, which you would think wouldn't need to be requested or laid out. Yeah. Uh, but we need a certain amount of space to perform. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've done 
<laughs> that that is an interesting one because I've done more than one event uh, where it's been like we're going to hire entertainment, and I walk in I'm like, okay, where's the stage? Yep. What stage? Like the the space where I'm going to do my show. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that's something you need. Yes, that is something I need. That is, yeah. uh, it is it is happening. And like, it, it, to be honest, most of the time I've worked around it. Um, and it's not usually... Well, you have to. I mean, you have, have to. to. You don't yeah. have to, but yeah, you, you want to. Yeah. Uh, so there's that one. What else is... Uh, oh, uh, sound is another one that I always... Sound system, yeah. Yeah. That's my number one on my rider. Um, yeah. And a, a really good example is, is over Christmas, I did a show uh, where there, there was a... And this, this goes to kind of show the importance of sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a show where there was a sound system, but it was mm-hmm. so um, it it wasn't old. Good. <laughs> yeah, it it wasn't it, it it wasn't put together right. It wasn't okay. it wasn't uh, built into the space. It was very much a ah, eh, this is good enough kind right. of install. Uh, yeah, which. You know, for the most part, it's it's you know if you're if you need a microphone for five minutes to say hey the buffet is up come get your food, it's the kind yeah. of sound system that like if someone can yell, like the sound system is now obsolete. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and that's fine for something like that. But like if I'm coming to do a show for mm-hmm. two three hundred people, mm-hmm. and they can't hear me, there's no point in having the show. You're basically at that point throwing your money away. Right, uh, because you're hiring this entertainer to come in do a show, and no one's gonna hear it. Yeah, exactly. And it, it looks bad on you when that that's the case. Exactly. Um, it doesn't look bad on the organizer because you're the one that's up there. So people look to you to have all of those things in place. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And and that's why it's number one on my rider. I even say mm-hmm. I, I have a condition in my rider that says. Uh, you know, most performance venues will have something that I can work with. However, if you yep. are unsure or if you don't think your equipment is sufficient, let me mm-hmm. know. I will bring yeah. my own if I have to. Uh, mm-hmm. And then that way I know I will have sound. So I, I know um, uh, there's there's one particular venue that I'm likely to do a show in again, if we're ever mm-hmm. going to do shows again at this particular point. Uh, <laughs> I know if and when I go back there, I will be bringing my own sound equipment because I know yeah. ahead of time now that the one they had there was was not um, uh, as accommodating as it could be. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else? What else do you have on your rider, um, Ben? Something that gets overlooked every time is storage and preparation. Yeah. Um. I, I know you ask for um, a, a space, any space, a small space, yeah. it just just another room or, you know, most of the time it's like a, a closet yeah. <laughs> somewhere that you can go just to, to, you know, get dressed, clean up, refresh, set up your, your things that need to be set up, you know, in private, away from people. And that often gets overlooked. People mm-hmm. don't, people are like, well, the, the space he's got is the state like that's his space no i need somewhere to store my things (laughs) prepare i'm not gonna go sit in the bathroom stall and change which has happened like yeah we've all we've all been cramped in the the (laughs) stall 
trying not to touch, standing on our shoes while we change our socks into show socks. Yeah. So that gets overlooked a lot. Well, and I think it's it's it comes down to the fact that, like you say, people don't assume that there is kind of a second space that needs to be around. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you, you say that, oh, like, we're going to do a show. We need a stage or a performance space. And they kind of and, mm-hmm. and that's when I don't have that part of my rider fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that is usually the thing that I'm like, oh, OK, this is the thing they missed. Uh, mm-hmm. And most of the time it's because they look at the stage and say, well, he's got a little corner here by the stage in front of everybody. Yes. Where he can do his stuff, which, you know, if, yeah. if I'm, say, like a comedian. Uh, or or a, a, a mime, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know that that's fine because yes, I can go mm-hmm. to change the bathroom, and yes, I can you know step out of the room for a little bit. Uh, but because you and I have shows that require some setup, you know, yeah. in in private, uh, mm-hmm. it makes it quite difficult. And I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I have done, I have set up my shows in full view. Uh, oh yeah. And, and just back I, back to the audience, trying to like do it as small as you can in front of you. Exactly. I well, yeah. and, and uh, the the travel case that I currently have now, um, mm-hmm. because of the way it's arranged, it's a it's a Pelican Air case. Yeah. Uh, and because of the way it's arranged, I can flip open the lid, and I have a section that pulls out, so I can kind of use it almost as a makeshift shield. So I have now figured yeah. out a way to set it up there. So it's not as big of an issue, but it's definitely difficult. Um, yeah. And I think, and I, you know, I found ways around it, and most of the stuff we found ways around too. But uh, that's that's the big one for me that people miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say for for me as well, that would be the one that people miss the most. Yeah. It just yeah, they, it gets overlooked for whatever reason. It, yeah. It's either that one specific thing. Or the entire rider. You get there and they have all the questions. Like, what about this? Had you read the letter of agreement? Which is a thing you taught me. The letter of agreement as as opposed to contract. Yes. Which is an invaluable tip, I think, for anyone who's sending out a letter of agreement. Um, It's the same thing. It just sounds less... um, intrusive yeah uh yeah back and that was that was i can't remember where i picked that up uh but it's something i've been doing for a while because in the very beginning Mm -hmm. i would send out a contract contract yeah and and people would say well this is a contract what do you mean a contract and it's it's Mm -hmm. i'm not signing this yeah before they even open it up and read it all and and like my contract now well back in the day Mm -hmm. uh when I was still calling my contract a contract, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was a uh, it was a one page letter that basically says, "Hello, thank you for choosing Jeff Newman for your event. Uh, this is what we agreed on as a fee. This is when <laughs> I require my deposit. This is when I mm-hmm. will arrive. Here's what you can expect from me." And then I had a little blurb in there that I took from another contract that I'd seen, basically that says, uh, "If something happens." Uh, I have the, like, if something out of my control happens, I have the right to refuse to perform. So if I'm in a venue and an earthquake happens, uh, or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like there's, there's a, 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 a war that breaks out. I can say, you know what? I think I'm good not doing my show. I'll, I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Uh, and even then, like it was a simple contract that said, this is who I am. This is what we agreed. You're going to pay me. This is the day of the Mm -hmm. event. 
if shit yeah. goes wrong, I can back out if, if something serious <laughs> happens. Thank you very yeah. much. Goodbye. And people yeah. would look at that and go, well, I'm not, it's a contract. I'm not signing this. Yeah. And now, because I call it a letter of agreement, uh, it's much less aggressive. It's more but, palatable. Yeah. But now it's a two pager yeah. that does include my rider. So it's all one document. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but in the very last paragraph, uh, it says, to confirm your booking and acknowledgement of the performance details, conditions, and requirements listed above, please return a signed copy of this contract and a minimum 50% deposit by, you know, whatever day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's still in there. It's still a contract. Mm-hmm. But by the time yeah. people get it, they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, that but makes be- sense. Yeah. And because it's at the end of the document, they go, oh, yeah, I guess this is a contract. You know what? These demands aren't that bad. Yeah. And that's, I think, where you and I uh, differ from a lot of acts out there is our requirements aren't that intense. No, <laughs> I, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree with you. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, sometimes people can look at them and go, eh, you know, yeah, they'll, they'll be fine without it. Um, one thing that I have, I don't know, I, u- I, I never used to include this, but I, I include now is cancel like cancellation is included in the letter of agreement yeah um because a lot of time i've i've had canceled shows where i'm like I, it's not in there so i i can't really say um yeah. i used to include that you some of your deposit if it's not canceled before a certain date is um is non-refundable yeah. just because that you know i could have booked another show but um i had a show cancel maybe two days before the event, not not too long ago before all this happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's crappy um, because it was a bad, it was a bad excuse for cancellation. I think they just didn't want to pay anymore. Mm. Um, and I ended up getting payment from them, but it's now included in the contract. Yeah. So well, that's and that's, and I'm that might be a good little tangent to talk about in this too. So if, if you are a magician out there looking to start performing professionally, uh, there's you're going to find a whole bunch of a whole bunch of different opinions on how to collect payment. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you and I collectively have what, about 20 years experience doing this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Uh, so I, I see. You know what? I even see a lot of a lot of established professionals make this mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't ask for payment up front. Yeah. No uh, deposit. Yeah, no deposit. Uh, And there's a lot of schools of thought on this. And and it's something that I have in my rider, in my contract right away that says uh, my my particular policy is 50% up front. Mm -hmm. You pay half of the money of the full fee to me right now. Uh, And basically that's kind of, it's almost like a bond where I treat it as I have half your money. Mm -hmm. I want the full fee. So Mm -hmm. I need to come to your event. You want the entertainment. You want to make sure yep. I show up. Yeah. So I have no you reason have to show up. Yeah, you have half the money. I need to <laughs> come there to collect it. However, yeah. I also, uh, you know, am not going to be burned by somebody who's going to cancel the day before. And now, yep. basically, you giving that 50% deposit puts us in a position to make both of us commit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see... So many posts from other magicians and other entertainers saying, oh, man, I can't guess I got burned again. You know, like, you know, this yeah. is a simple, easy way to protect yourself. Uh, there's there's yeah. a, a magician in the UK uh, who performs under the name Kennedy. 
mm-hmm. uh, who's talked extensively about this and other business practices as well. He asks for a hundred percent upfront. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I know some, I know a lot of people that do that and, yep. it, and that's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, the, the only, pro- the only reason I don't do that is because I feel like it shifts the power too much the other way. Yeah. Because now, now I have, you know, I have a hundred, if, if that's me, I have a hundred percent of your money. I have mm-hmm. no, I have no obligation to show up now. You've paid me. I yeah. don't have to come. Uh, I'll, you know, it's bad business, but I wouldn't yeah. have to. And you'd uh, probably get sued. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so it, like I said, that 50% to me seems like a safe, like, you know, I'm, me- I'm literally meeting you halfway on this. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's something that I have in my rider too, of like, this is the, de- this is the full fee. This is half of it. That's the deposit. It's due by mm-hmm. this day. Uh, if it's mm-hmm. not due by this day, you will be hearing from me. Um, yeah. and the rest you give me, and this is another thing that I put in there too. Uh, you pay me the balance of the fee prior to the performance. Yes. Uh, which is another thing that I've had happen many, many times. Oh, we'll get you later. Mm-hmm. We'll get you later. And then at midnight, mm-hmm. I'm running around the room. Hey, where's my check? Like, yeah, yeah. I've done the show. I've been here for mm-hmm. six hours. Like, it's time for you to hold up your end of this. Yeah. Yeah. Prior uh, to the performance, or the performance is withheld. Exactly. And that is something yeah. that I have in there as well. And it's bolded. Uh, and then yes. the cancellation too, I have, uh, if you, if you cancel outside of a certain time frame, you will get your deposit back less a very small amount, uh, mm-hmm. is kind of like a service fee. Uh, if you cancel yep. too close, I keep that half. And again, it's that way of ensuring commitment, uh, yeah. which to be honest, now that, now that we're discussing it is probably the most important part of that contract. Not that I'm getting paid, yeah. but it's that, it's that, that, that confirmation of, look, you've contacted me. We've agreed to this event. I've agreed to come entertain you. Here is a way to ensure that this is going to happen. Yeah. And and neither one of us are left in the lurch. And I think that's probably Mm -hmm. the most important part of any contract. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Because the rest of this, we can work around if we have to, which is a really great segue. Into, into what happens when people don't meet our demands? Oh my God, we yeah. sound like hostage negotiators. <laughs> <Go> demands. <laughs> um, I mean, like you said, it's uh, sometimes it's just as simple as, okay, th- th- we have to do this show. What are we? What are we gonna do? Yeah. Um, it, it, do you clear away? You know, five chairs, and that's now my performance space. Do I not do the show? And say, you know what? No, that's I've never done that. But I mean, you yeah. could. Um, they can't see or hear me. Um, but here we go. Like this is the best we got. Um, your style of performance probably doesn't lend well to calling that sort of thing out. Um, but but I do. I have, at, <laughs> you know, at the top of my show, just incorporated into my opening monologue that you know what. <laughs> I was supposed to have this and this and whatever. Cheapskates yeah. didn't didn't get it. Well, and for the most part, like a lot of the demands we have in our in our show are uh, they're at the benefit of the performer, but also for the audience. Mm-hmm. But we we have found ways, and, and there's there's one example that that comes to mind whenever I talk about this to somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. There's one show that happened this winter that comes to mind that I did. And I'm going to shout it because they were it, it was it, it was. Uh, it was great. Um, mm-hmm. 
it was it was a, a show I did in Cold Lake for a Christmas party uh, this winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was mm-hmm. very small. It was for about 25, 30 people in a Mexican restaurant. Right. It was a really small space. There was no sound system. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really have a place to kind of set my stuff that wasn't in the way of the kitchen staff. Uh, but yeah. it wound up being one of the one of the best shows I've ever done. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not only from a performance standpoint, like I, I, this is going to sound. Oh, I was really on that night. Like it was it was a, yeah. you know. Uh, but the, the people and the venue, uh, were super accommodating. They were super wonderful. Uh, and they were, they were very, um, like understanding of like, you know, this is probably not what you're used to, but we really wanted yeah. to bring you up cause we wanted to have a good time. Uh, so, you know, you know, I'm there, mm-hmm. uh, I make it work and, and they mm-hmm. were great. And I had, an, I had an amazing time, even though I really had to adjust things on the fly. Yeah. Um, and I and I think that's where, uh, especially my kind of show, uh, if I have to, I can do it almost surrounded. Yeah. Uh, there's there's one or two things where there's there's like a little angle sensitive thing, but I can kind of downplay it or, or arrange it in such a way that as long as I have kind of one dead space behind me, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, because of that I can I can adjust, and part of that comes from the show, but part of that comes from just performer experience. How do you get around yeah. this stuff? Uh, and, and it's and it's also things that I've kind of taken into consideration with my preparation of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's uh, it's an important thing on our end to be able to adapt to that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, and a lot of the times there it's not that they're purposefully purposefully um, ignoring those things. They have prepared what they think is Mm -hmm. acceptable. Um, even though it's, it's quite clearly outlined in the rider, they're like a small room could be, you know, a coat rack that has coats on it that they can't, we can't see through. Um, like, yeah, I guess so, but I'm, I'm going to take my pants off here and you can see underneath, (laughs) right? Like it's, Almost there, but not quite. But welcome to the show. They put in an effort. Yeah, pretty much. Like (laughs) seriously, it is. It's free show, and people are looking. You're like, hello, yes, thank you. Taking my pants off. It's also helpful (laughs) to have that. To have. I go back to the space, the preparation space, because also in my, I'm going to sound very um, snotty here, but there's in the preparation area or section of my contract letter of agreement um it says that i'm to be left alone at least 15 minutes prior to the start of the performance yeah just because i i people are always coming are you ready do you need something to drink do you need something to eat and it, it just distracts you while you're trying to prepare yeah. um and i don't want to have to be i i can't say i'm not nasty enough to be like please go away. And I don't want to, I don't want to be rude, but I also need a certain amount of time just yeah. on my own to prepare. Yeah. Um, and having a space really sets you up for success in that area because after the show, especially when you're trying to clean up and get out of there and go to sleep because it's late at night, people, if people can access you, they will, which oh, I yeah. love. Like I'll ha- I hang around for a little bit to say hello and talk to people, whatever, but there comes a time when you, you just can't do that anymore. Exactly. Uh, and, and that was, and that's, you know, <laughs> uh, that's 
gives kind of a, a nice segue into another thing that I do have in my rider that I think is, uh, for me, kind of like the pinnacle thing. Uh, mm-hmm. is the, the, the entry right above storage and preparation is access. Uh, I yes. require a minimum of 90 minutes prior to the event, st- uh, prior to the event starting to get set mm-hmm. up. Um, yep. and, and because my, for the most part, my show can just sit, yeah. uh, I try and get all of that stuff done before we actually get people in the door. Uh, yeah. and it's, and it's something that I think I got that from, I got that from somewhere where it's like, hey, you're having problems setting up with people seeing it? Just get there before. And it seemed yeah. like such an obvious thing when I heard it. But at the time, I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, the the other thing that I do, too, uh, right after storage and preparation is billing. Uh, not yes. billing as in, like, money, but How billing bill? as in <laughs> what you what do they call me. Uh, which has been uh, kind of a kind of a, um, an interesting exploration into what people think I do. Yeah. Uh, so in there, I say I am billed as mentalist, mentalist magician, or mind reader. Right. Uh, I get a lot of illusionists or uh, uh, all kinds of other things that I am not. Comedian is another one that I get. I'm like, no. And part of that sets mm-hmm. up the expectation of what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, I, I have in mind, I don't like the term illusionist, but I, I'm billed as magician or entertainer slash entertainment. Exactly. Um, and just as we wrap up, we're coming towards the end here. I'll, I'll say one more thing that I have in mind that I don't, I don't know if you do as well, but um, I say no introduction. When it's time for me to go on, I want zero intro, apart from you saying, you know, in your program, we have a magician or our entertainment is next. Mm-hmm. See, um, I asked I, I asked for the intro. No. <laughs> uh, but I, I bring a prepared one. I say, I okay. need an intro. Just, just mm-hmm. read this. Here, here's this. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you say. Uh, sure. and, and the only reason I do that is because it's... Um, it saves me the time and effort of basically coming up on stage and going, okay, okay, everybody. Hey, we're, it's showtime. You know, like, it's mm-hmm. a nice uh, a nice delineated way of saying, okay, now the entertainment is going to begin. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I thrive on. Yeah. I want to be able to grab <laughs> people's attention individually if I can. That's part of my opening gambit, you know? Exactly. Well, it's, it's part you, of your stage you, persona. Exactly. And you want to come out and you want to start hard hitting with, Something I come out and I do a cold five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but so it's, just it's like different. our riders, it just goes to show mm-hmm. how unique and individual we actually are. Uh. Oh my god! <laughs> I guess that, that was the last ever episode <laughs> of the Perfectly Normal Podcast. <laughs> I guess that does do it for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Yep. If you do have questions about your own rider. Uh, if you're looking to get started in the magic business and want to know uh, how to put one together, by all means, get in touch with us at newmanandprice at gmail.com or on all yeah. of the social media platforms. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, should we uh, say that we have some special things in the works? Yes, we do. Uh, on that note, speaking of social media and getting our uh, online contacts in order, we have set up a Patreon. So uh, if you do want to get in touch with us and uh, help support the show, maybe say hello and get some access to some things that we're cooking up uh, for Patreon subscribers, by all means, check us out at Patreon slash Newman and Price. Patreon.com slash Newman and Price, I believe. Uh, We'll post a link up on our social media, on our website as well, and you'll be able to find it there. Uh, And if you're looking to support us, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Indeed. Indeed. But for now, that does it for this episode. I am Jeff Newman. I'm Ben Price. This has been the Newman and Price Perfectly Normal Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the Perfectly Normal Podcast, help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And of course, don't forget to subscribe. And to keep up to date on what's going on with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for at Newman and Price. And to find Jeff or Ben individually, search Newman Mentalism and Ben Price Magic on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you have any questions or show ideas, you can reach us at newmanandprice at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Awesome. Cool beans.